The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week, as every week, we are striving to be your public radio source for the inspiration and information you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. And today, we're going to talk about... A topic that has been nearly taboo here on Real Life Real Estate since we started 20 years ago. And that is passive wholesaling. That is a wholesaling business that runs not entirely without you, perhaps, but with uh, less of your less of your attention and uh, direct um participation than a typical wholesale business. And the reason that this has been a topic that we have not talked a lot about is because a lot of folks' approach to the whole idea of uh, what is often called virtual wholesaling is something that I have found very unsatisfactory, uh, full of full of theory and wouldn't it be neat if you could do things this way and not so much about here's my real life experience in doing things this way. My guest today, today though, wholesales in three different markets while he is taking his family on two to three month vacations uh, around the United States and Europe. His name is Joe McCall. He is a real life real estate investor from the St. Louis area who has been uh, flipping houses since around 2009. He is one of the 15 featured speakers at the 2016 OREA National Real Estate Strategy Summit, and he's joining us by phone from his home, I assume. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Vina. Good to hear from you. Uh, You know, from, from from your blogs, I'm never sure if you're here or in... Czechoslovakia or, you know, <laughs> from... Yeah. Well, I we do... Um, we've been back about a year now, and uh, but I'm, I'm actually going to Spain again in a week to do a workshop. Um, I was in Spain a few months ago, and uh, we, we go back to Europe as often as we can, but uh, yeah, it's fun traveling. You know, we homeschool our kids, so we try to do as much of it as we can. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of them too. It's not like you and one kid. <laughs> we have we have four kids, four kids. Yeah. So, oh so I guess you got to kind of do real estate to pay for your travel addiction, huh? 
Yeah, well, you know, I'm still working while we're traveling, so it's not a vacation vacation necessarily. Um, so it's a it's a kind of a working vacation. We've done it three times in the last four years. Uh, we'll go to Europe for two or three months, um, and then one time two years ago, we went uh, camping in an RV for three months throughout the northwestern quarter of the U.S., and that was quite the adventure trying to get Internet access in the middle of Yellowstone <laughs> National Park or anywhere in Wyoming, for that matter, and Montana. But uh, we just had a blast. So I would usually work two, three, sometimes four hours a day. Um, and we would, you know, we, we'd still do homeschool with the kids. And uh, at that time, it was just two of the four kids that we did homeschool with. And, um, yeah, so we're not traveling as much as the kids get older. It makes it a little more challenging. But uh, we're already planning our next trip. We're either going to go to South America for a couple months or maybe New England. Uh, we've never been there before, up in the New England area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, in one sense, you know, I, I, you, you know, we talked about this before we before yeah. we before we booked you to come to the to the National Real Estate Summit in November, that that I'm always a little skeptical when people roll out this roll out this whole yeah. virtual wholesaling thing. Because you've seen some of these pitches that are like, oh no 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 no, you just plug this software into your computer, and yeah. um yeah. it basically buys and sells houses for you while you sleep. So for only you know the low low price of five thousand dollars, you never have to lift a finger ever to do anything, and neither does anybody else. Right and. Um, you know, as much as the idea of systematizing a wholesale business so that you don't have to be quite so hands on it appeals to me, and I myself have I myself have done it. I mean, I don't I don't look at uh-huh. every property I wholesale anymore. I don't take any of my own phone calls. I don't send out my own marketing. That sort of thing. Um, many times when yeah. I when I hear a quote guru talk about it, it's BS. I mean, I don't know how to put it any clearer than that. It's just yeah. it's just made up stuff. But in your case, you know, the proof right. is kind of in the pudding. Well, I just, I'm not doing much more than what you already are teaching, Vina, and what you already are doing. Um, it's just setting up systems and people in place to do all the work for me. And that's it. That's the secret. It's, it's not a software. It's not uh, um, some magic formulas. It's not some secret list. It's just basic fundamental wholesaling. And I'm just partnering. I, I'm getting virtual assistants to do the marketing for me. And answering the phones for me, and I'm partnering with local wholesalers in those in, in in markets that I'm doing the deals in. So, and now I'm also starting to to do a lot of land vacant land flips, which is a lot of fun actually. I'm enjoying that, and um, I can do that from anywhere. Here's the thing: my kind of journey into it was I was doing a lot of the a lot of wholesaling, and I was doing the the typical get in the car, go look at the house, to only find out that they're not really that motivated, and I just wasted three hours trying to talk that seller into discounting their house 60, 70 cents on the dollar, and it didn't work. And so I started getting frustrated. And I, I, the first thing I would automate, I automated was the marketing. I mean, that's the most important thing in this entire business it's marketing. And we're not in the real estate business, we're in the marketing business. And so that was the first thing I outsourced. I just said, I got, if I don't get someone else to do it for me, it's just not going to get done. So I got a virtual assistant to do my marketing for me. And pretty soon that solved all my problems from lead flow generation standpoint, because now my leads are consistently coming in, whether I like it or not. And that's a good thing. Um, and so then I had too many leads. This is when I was still working my full-time job. I had too many leads. I couldn't handle them all. 
So I got a friend who had some more time than I did, and, and he started taking the calls, and I started paying him on commission. He started getting properties under contract, and I couldn't sell them. Um, I couldn't sell my contract, so then I, I just hired a realtor. And I had a realtor sell my contracts for me, flip my contracts for me. Um, and sometimes we'd buy the house and sell the house, or sometimes we'd just sell, uh, assign our contract, or sometimes we'd do lease options or whatever. So I just now all of a sudden had other people doing stuff for me. Um, and I did that for many years right in my own backyard. And then I started thinking, well, if I can do this stuff without seeing the house, without talking to the sellers, why can't I do this in other markets? I mean, what other mark, what other kind of business, Zena, can you flip a house you've never seen from a seller that you've never talked to, to a buyer that maybe you've never met in a city that you've never been in? And so that's what I just started doing. And I just started figuring out, well, we'd like to travel, um, I'm a big fan of life in there, which I know you've talked about before. And I started creating a vision for my life. And I said, we'd like to travel. Instead of teaching our kids about ancient Greek history, why don't we just take them to Athens and just show them the Parthenon? Um, We started doing that. And, you know, we said, you know, what better place to learn about natural history and science and the environment than at a big national park? And so that's what we started doing. And I, I, I made a list, Nina, of everything that you have to do in a wholesaling business. And I just asked myself a simple question, how can I do none of this? And that's kind of where I started from there. I, I just wanted to set it up like any normal business where I'm working on it, not in it. And um, so that's, that's kind of what helped me figure out and how to get the right people and systems and tools in place to do that stuff for me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And I want to make sure that we get listeners in on this conversation because I know that it is, you know, it's something that some people feel kind of burned by because they, you know, bought into a system that didn't turn out to be very realistic. And there's other people that, you know, this is, this is a revelation. Oh, you mean I don't have to be the one to <laughs> mail out every postcard, take every phone call, get in my car and drive yeah. across town and talk, you know, go through a, a, a bacon ugly house with fleas in it in order to figure out what I want to pay yeah. for it. So yeah. uh, the number here in the studio, if you'd like to ask any questions about this automated wholesaling business is 877-772-9658. Again, 877-772-9658. You can also send us an email. The way you do that is you go to our website at realliferealestate.com. Click the Ask a Question tab, fill in your question. Be sure and let us know where you're writing from. Hit send and we'll get it here via email. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Joe McCall, and we are talking about building a more automated wholesaling business. Now, whether for you that means actually leveling the playing field with all the full-time wholesalers because you have a full-time job and can only fit in activities in the you know evenings and weekends or whether it means your full-time wholesaler wants to stop working 80 hours a week because trust me I've been there or whether it means that you are a person in a market that uh you know, you'd like to be in a different market or more markets. Um, I hear that complaint a lot of times from people in very uh, inexpensive markets, like, you know, Northeast Ohio type Canton, Youngstown, places like that, where you can buy a fully renovated rental property for twenty five or $35,000. And it's just not that easy to make $10,000 off a property that you're 
selling for 35, you know? Right. Um, yeah. These concepts that we're talking about today and that Joe's going to talk about at the uh, National Real Estate Summit coming up on November 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th are uh, going to be helpful to you uh, if you implement them. That's always one of the key things, right, Joe? We can <laughs> sit around oh, all day yeah. long and talk about neat ideas, but... Yeah, that's so important. You, 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 um, I've, one of my favorite phrases, Vina, is ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. <laughs> and if you're not taking action, you may not understand steps seven and eight, and that's okay. I mean, that's kind of stuff, you, some, many times you just learn by um, making forward progress, you know, making mistakes, um, taking action. And if you have to, if you're going to wait until all of your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed and you have all your what if questions answered, you're never going to get anywhere in the business, in my opinion. I mean, education is important, obviously. It's very, very important. Um, but if you wait till you think you've got it all figured out, uh, you're not you're not ever getting you're not ever going to get anywhere. You know you can't you can't steer a parked car. You got to get it in a drive. Start taking action. And I encourage folks to just keep it simple, simple, simple. Um, this business really comes down to three things, uh, maybe four. Number one is marketing. You know we're we're, we're a marketing business. Number two, you got to talk to people, right? You got to pick up the phone and talk to sellers. If you're not going to do it, so get somebody else to do it. And number three, you got to make offers. Make lots of offers. I encourage my friends and my clients to make at least five offers a day. I mean, can you imagine how many deals you could do if you just made five offers a day? And I'm not talking about like blasting, you know, uh, offers to realtors on, you know, on, on contracts, on houses that you've never seen or whatever. Like, uh, you know what I'm talking about, Vina? I'm not talking about just blasting offers like that, but I'm talking about just making a bunch of offers. And then the fourth thing it comes down to is follow up. If you can just worry about those four things and that's it, then it's going to fall into place. Marketing, talking to sellers, making offers, and following up. That's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. You don't need fancy systems and tools and software. You don't even need to have a VA. Just focus on the basic, simple things, and you'll make money in this business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're approach i mean your approach is is you you went through the same process that the rest of us did you learned how to do it you went out and did it <laughs> you yeah, just you just yeah. you just took it you just took it to a next level which was in an intentional decision to not spend so much time on it anymore and uh you yeah. re you referenced life and air uh, a little while ago and for folks who were like oh that sounds interesting what is that if they'll listen to the show from about a month ago uh, Sean was Sean McCluskey was on the program talking about um, you know designing your designing your life and then fitting your business into it instead of the other way around yeah which is yeah. which is what most people do and um, you you basically kind of kind of broke down the wholesaling business to the to the component pieces and then said, how do I get someone else to do these pieces? And what, what I heard you say earlier was that you did not get stuck in that idea that I need one person to do all the pieces. Like, I, I just need to hire another me. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think I see I um, I use different people for different things. I prefer to have local assistance than virtual assistance. It used to be the other way around. I used to only have Filipino virtual assistants. But I found that I like local assistants better. Um, they just handle the phones better. They understand kind of what I'm doing better. So 
the way I have it now, the way I have it set up is I have a local assistant that sends all my marketing for me. And not everybody can get, you know, an assistant when they're just getting started. I get it. But as soon as you can, I mean, like, you should seriously consider the first profits from the first deal that you do, you should hire an assistant. Um, so I get a local assistant to send out my marketing. Um, and I have, I actually have a virtual assistant in the Philippines that has really, really good English. And she has very good internet. She actually answers my phones for me when the calls come in from the marketing. Um, that is rare to find. I normally encourage people just to like, you know, go to hiremymom.com. It's a great resource of stay-at-home moms that are looking for work. You can post a job on Craigslist or something. I had an acquisitions manager once that I hired. I was paying him eight bucks an hour plus commissions. And it worked out great. You know, it was, uh, um, we did lots of deals together, but you can find those people on Craigslist. But I like having local assistants and uh, then I use virtual assistants from the Philippines to do more of the, the data entry stuff, to do the online research, to get data from me for my mailings, for my uh, other types of marketing. And they will also do all of my follow-up for me. So follow-up is huge. We follow up with every single lead every single month. And my VAs do that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing, Vina, that's real quick is super important is we use CRMs and I recommend Podio, but there's also freedom soft and real flow and other software. Um, I'm, I'm, I never want to be in, in behind a computer ever again. That's my goal. And obviously I am, but I get my VAs, my assistants to update Podio for me. And I think that is a huge um, shift that I think a lot of people in the industry need to start thinking about is getting away from the computer getting away from the database, the CRM, the software, and start making more offers. And it's as simple as after you talk to a seller, just shoot a voice memo over to your assistant and have your assistant update the database and update the lead for you. And then you can go on to the next seller that you have to talk to. So, so many people are wasting so much time setting up their software and system of the database and making it perfect. And, um, you know, there's more important things to do. That's my point. Mm-hmm. There's a real, there's a real mental shift that happens with people, with wholesalers in, in particular, when they uh-huh. when they realize that not only do they not have to be doing everything that they're doing, but that honestly, other people can probably do it better anyway. Oh yeah. And it's been it's been my observation that. Only some people can make that shift. There's like some people that are so, they're so into the, you know, do it, do it, do it thing that yeah. what you're saying might actually just be, be bouncing off them. And they're, they're either saying, I can't afford it or, you know, because they don't realize that some of these virtual assistants cost almost nothing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would argue you can't afford not to have an assistant. Um, and if you know, just even answering the phones live, you know, let's look at let's look at this for an example. Do you know how much money you're wasting by sending the call to voicemail, and then trying to call the seller back later that day or the next day, and you get their voicemail, you call them again, you call them again, leave a voicemail, they call you back and miss you because you don't answer your phones. So then you call them back and you play phone tag for a couple days, couple weeks, couple months only to finally get a hold of them and find out, you know what, I don't have a house to sell, just take me off your mailing list. All that wasted time. Or the seller where you call and you don't get a hold of them and they don't get a hold of you, 
And then finally you find out that they actually already sold their house to somebody else, to your competition. So we're worried about saving all this money, and I can't afford a, a, somebody to answer the phones for me. I can't afford a call center or something like that. I'm saying you can't afford not to because the time that you're spending or having an assistant, they're spending calling people back and following up with the leads that hung up or left a voicemail or not or whatever, only to find out that there wasn't a deal to begin with or you lost the deal to a competitor. Um, If you just take some time to answer the phones live, even if it's a call center or an assistant, just to take the calls live and ask some basic questions, you're saving yourself a ton of money by doing that and getting a lot more deals because nobody does that anymore. You know, nobody answers the phones anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is very very true. Listeners, eight seven 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 two nine six five eight is our number here in the studio. If you'd like to send an email, go to realliferealestate.com. There's a there's a button there that if you push it and type in a question, it comes over here. Uh, as did Tom who says, you said you use VAs for your marketing. Do they mail from where they are, which puts a postmark on the letter from their country? I think he might be misunderstanding who's yeah. <laughs> who's doing this marketing. Uh, and if well, so, does this, question, does this cause a problem? Yeah, yeah, great question. Because um, obviously you can't send a letter to sellers from the Philippines. It, it won't work. So what we do is we use local printing companies to send our mail for us. Um, but I also, one of the powerful things, there's this tool in Google Docs, and I teach this in my course. There's a tool inside of Google Docs that lets you actually mail documents from inside of Google Docs through click to mail click to mail is a website that a lot of people use to send postcards. But click to mail will also do one-off letters. And so when we are sending offers to all of our suspects and we, we, we schedule appointments with prospects we send offers to suspects um, my VAs will do that from inside of Google Docs they'll create the letter they'll send it like it's like a three option letter of intent they send that through the mail through click to mail through Google Docs if that makes sense but there's actually software and tools that you can send one-off letters or multiple letters online through the internet and they're printed in the United States and mailed from the United States and these letters that I'm actually talking about, uh, for a two- or three-page letter, it's only like 80-something cents, 85 cents to send a two- or three-page letter through Google Docs, through click to mail And that's first class. It's printed uh, the next day and mailed that day. So it's they, the sellers get it really quickly. Excellent. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking today about an automated wholesaling business and ideas about how you might take some of those some of those annoying tasks off your plate or just make your business bigger by getting other people involved in it. You can reach us with questions at 877-772-9658 or via our website, go to realliferealestate.com, click the ask a question button, send the question on over here and we'll try and get an answer before the end of the hour. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I am your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Joe McCall. And you might have noticed that many of the guests over the last few weeks have had one thing in common, and that is that they will be presenting 
here in Cincinnati at the Ohio Rea National Real Estate Strategies Summit on November 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. Now, as you know, we don't really advertise stuff here on WMKV at being public radio and all. But uh, the OREA conference is a nonprofit event, and also uh, we're going to have an opportunity for you to get tickets as a listener coming up in a couple weeks during Fund Drive. And uh, there's going to be a really cool package for listeners, but only for like 10 of you. So, because we can't give all the seats away to WMKV, it doesn't, even nonprofits have to pay for the coffee. So, you're going to want to stay tuned for that. There's good stuff coming up at that event um sean mccluskey's keynoting ron legrand's going to be doing one of the all-day sessions on thursday um we've got uh um, george antone who ironically talks about why you have to take on debt in order to get rich in real estate keynoting opposite sean who's talks about why you shouldn't take on debt if you want to get rich in real estate it's really, really good. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was like, I was like, please, you guys, go watch each other's sessions. I, I want to see what happens when you guys see each other's <laughs> sessions. Good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really, really good stuff. And it's a fun event. You know, we're expecting about 800 uh, real estate entrepreneurs from all over the country, uh, which makes our, this the biggest, uh, biggest real estate conference in the country that you don't have to be you know, a member of something to, I mean, I think there's, there's one that they hold out in Las Vegas that has like 1100 people at it. But in order to go to that one, you have to have bought turnkey properties from them at the tune of about 50 grand. And it's like under 200 bucks to go to the conference and anyone can come. So, um, it's good stuff. Just stay tuned. Looking for more information about that over the next couple of weeks and an opportunity for real life, real estate listeners to get in on that deal. Um, all right, so Joe. Yes. Uh, you mentioned something about uh, when you do your marketing. So you're you're doing the usual mailings that, like you know, Kathy Kinnerbrooks talked about a couple of weeks ago. I'm sure uh, you do it through a local printer. Meaning, I assume uh-huh. that you know, you say, "Here's the letter I want to go out. Here's the." addresses I want them to go to and they just kind of take care of they do what's called the mail house work they do the printing in the mail house work uh, I assume that that means that you are a spending a little extra money versus people who are sitting in there at their kitchen table till two in the morning hand addressing all of their stuff yeah. and I'm sure that uh, listeners are going to want to know does the response rate change when you don't hand address it or did you just get so much more out this way that it doesn't matter well, I still have my local printing companies hand address the envelopes. Ah. I know it's computer generated, but they are still, it all looks, it's a live stamp. Um, it looks handwritten. And I've, I've seen it, you can't really tell that it's not a human doing it. It looks very fluid and normal. So, yeah, there's a lot of technology today. But you know what's funny too, um, Lena, is I've been hearing from other clients around the country that um, are doing. A lot of direct mail and, and it's sometimes it's the old-fashioned letters that are doing better right now I mean like a typed uh, address label um, typed letterhead uh, maybe with a picture of you and the family on the letter because doing something that makes you stand out from everybody else it's important so you've always got to be testing your marketing trying different um, things and because if everybody is doing yellow postcards or if everybody's doing yellow handwritten letters 
maybe you know you should look at something else. Like zig 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 when everybody else is zagging or whatever. And um, so we're we're just always testing different things. We we'll, we'll do handwritten postcards. We'll do yellow letters. We'll do professional looking typed letters. Um, the key is to send something and uh, send as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if the folks who sit around waiting to get waiting for it to get perfect before they fix before they do anything. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, done is the new perfect, you know. You know that? <laughs> I would agree done with that. Done is the new perfect. That's my favorite phrase, and I wish I could say I invented it. I don't remember who told me that, but um, yeah, we get so stuck into trying to get everything just right. And this business is really, really simple. And you know something else, Vina, is if as real estate investors, um, and I, I, a friend was telling me this the other day. Another thing that I can't take credit for, I wish I could, but it's true. Like, if if we were like employees, most of us would be fired. <laughs> um, we just sit around doing nothing, trying to get our direct mail to look just right, trying to figure out: should we do yellow letters or typed letters? Should I handwrite my envelopes or not? Should I use one or two stamps, or, or should I use this printing company or that printing company? And we're just sitting around trying to overanalyze everything to death and not taking any action and not making offers. This business is really, really simple. We need to come back to the basics of this business, which again, like I talked about, is just sending marketing, talking to sellers, making offers, lots of offers, and following up. Nothing mm-hmm. else matters. Nothing else matters at all. And you know, it, it, think about it like if we were employees, what would our bosses be evaluating us on, right? They wouldn't be evaluating us on how good our software is or how good our website looks or how nice our logo is. Um, but they would be judging us on, like, how many offers did you make in the last week? Okay, how many deals have you done? How much marketing have you sent out? And so I'm trying to get people back to the basics. Like, keep it simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just The people that do the most deals who make the most money are really, really good at the most simple, basic things. And they just do them over and over and over and over again. That is their singular focus. Nothing else matters to them in their business except doing those basic things over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And nothing's nothing's permanent, you know. If you if you if you yeah. if you start something and you don't like it, you can stop. Uh, you know, one of one of the things holes traps that I keep falling, finding myself falling into, even after all of these years, is I will say we need to get. A virtual assistant to do this silly, stupid thing. A uh, good good example is uh, we bought a mailing list. The mailing list ended up having twelve thousand addresses on it. There were a lot of duplicates. There were a lot of places where you know the first name and last name were reversed. Stuff stuff like that that you can't. You can write a macro to fix some of it, but some of it just has to be gone through by hand. Yeah, and you know yeah. straightened yeah. out. And I put the job up on uh, Upwork or one of the one of the VA sites, and um, I wanted to pay. You know, it's twelve thousand names. I figured it would take you know four to five hours for somebody who's pretty good at it to do it. So I wanted to pay like you know fifteen to twenty dollars, and I kept getting all these bids at at twenty five and thirty, and I was and then I was like, I, I just waited two <laughs> days. <laughs> That yeah. I could have been, because it's like a five-hour job, right? I just waited two days over 
$10, right? Or, um, you know, I, I, I want to get, get a phone system that'll allow people to call in and hear a recorded message and then push a button and be forwarded. Well, this one over here costs 50 cents every time you, t- you get a call. Oh, that's terrible. Let's, let's keep looking yeah. for the solution yeah. instead yeah. of let's pay the 50 cents until we find the other solution. that's a great that's a great great point and then by the way as a side note to that um a lot of those little tiny jobs i've been finding great uh people on fiverr to do those things for me and it may be bigger than the normal gig that they're doing um but fiverr is also a great place just for like those quick one-time jobs Mm -hmm. Uh, add that to your to your list of websites but you're absolutely right if it's we can overanalyze this stuff to death and and worry about, you know, I, mean, I don't know what your philosophy is on, like, when the calls come in, you know, where they should go. But, you know, we, 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 we try to get the perfect seller, the perfect voicemail script. And um, <laughs> we, we try to get, you know, should we do a 30-second outgoing message or a two-minute long outgoing message? Um, but and then when the calls come in, like I was saying before, you know, we spend all this time trying to call the seller back and playing phone tag. And if we just had somebody answer the phones live. Mm-hmm. I mean, who does that? If you want to have success in this business, you need to do what your competition is not doing. And your competition is not answering the phones. They're not making offers on every single lead that comes in. And they're not doing any follow-up. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the simple, basic truth. And if, if we want to be good in this business and do a lot of deals, we need to be really good at those simple, basic things. Very, very true. Everyone gives lip service to all three of those things, and very few people actually do it. A question here from Will in Orlando. He says, one of the things that has always worried me about foreign virtual assistants is how do you know they're actually doing what they are charging you to do? Yeah. So this is another one of those, you know, I can't necessarily trust the guy who's sitting next to me working in my office. How do I trust a guy who's 2,000 miles away to be doing to be working the hours that he says he's working. Yeah, so there's a couple things you can do, like Upwork.com. used to be Odesk. Upwork.com, if you're using a VA from there, they will actually take screenshots every few minutes of your VA's computer screen, and they'll actually even measure the activity on the keypad, on the keyboard and the mouse. And, uh, and you can kind of see when they clock in and when they clock out what they're, what they're doing. But I think even more important than that, Zena, is if you have VAs, even local or virtual assistants, you need to be in constant, regular communication with them. And you need to give them scorecards. I'm big on scorecards. I could talk for an hour on that. Like how important it is to track our numbers and have targets. Like, okay, if you want to make five offers a day, that's 25 offers a week. And so when I'm talking to my clients, the first thing I ask them is, how many offers did you make last week? Simple, right? So the same thing we need to do with our VAs. We need to give our... VAs and assistance scorecards. And this is what you're supposed to do. And when you first hire them, you need to communicate every single day with them. This is a big thing that a lot of investors don't do. They forget to talk to their VAs. And so when you're talking to them every day, I give them goals. I give them the results that I'm looking for. You know, I don't care how long it takes you, but every day I want you to, to uh, contact 20, you know, find 20 addresses for me. Or send out 50 emails or 20 text messages. Okay, I want you to do this stuff every day. And then I talk to them every day and ask them, how did it go? How many did you do? If you didn't do enough, why not? You know, can you do more? What are the roadblocks you're having and the problems and the difficulties? So having that regular communication and then eventually as they get good at their work, 
and you'll know really soon whether they are or not. Um, then you can say, can pull back and say, all right, we'll just meet every couple of days and then maybe once a week. But I always have my VAs communicating with me. They send me daily emails of what they're doing. Um, they send weekly updates. They fill out the scorecard and update me. Okay, this is how many letters we sent out. This is how many calls we got. This is how many sellers we contacted, how many offers we made. And those numbers are really, really important that you track. And it's just simple, basic stuff. And you'll know right away if you're making your numbers or not. And you'll know right away if the VA is doing the work or not. Um, so Upwork is great. And if you're not using Upwork, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, looking at the, the daily reports that they give you. And, you know, it's as simple as logging into your – if they're sending text messages for you, for example – you can log into whatever system you're using to do that and find see all the texts they sent and make sure they were actually sent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking today to Joe McCall about automating what is not usually considered to be a passive business, wholesaling. And we're taking your calls at 877-772-9658 or your emails. Just go to realliferealestate.com, fill out the Ask a Question tab, hit the Send button. We'll get it over here. We will be back right after. After this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Fina Jones Cox. If you needed proof that this is live radio, you just got it. The computer must have said, oh snap, when the thing went out. I was live, I was looking at it. It said, oh snap. Wow. Okay, so uh talking today to Joe McCall about um uh automated wholesaling. Um, now, Joe, there's a we, we've been kind of focusing on the side of this that is about um, about VAs and like the mailhouse doing stuff, and so 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 far we haven't really done anything that required a human being to be in the city, in the house where I'm looking at a property. And you had mentioned earlier on that you partner up with other folks who yep. are who are quote on the ground is what is what we would typically call it uh, in the cities where you might be you know looking for wholesale deals. And what is it that those so so once once we pick up at that point with yes a house needs to be seen or a seller needs to be met how how does that part of it work? Yeah, so every lead comes in, it's either a prospect or a suspect. A prospect is they have a house that they need to sell. There's some urgent need, some reason why they need to sell it. So those we actually will make an appointment with our local wholesaler to meet with. We have access to their calendar. We'll just make the appointment, put the information to that lead in the calendar appointment. Now, the wholesaler, the local wholesaler that I work with, they'll make the decision whether to actually keep the appointment or they'll call Excuse me, they'll call the seller back, maybe ask some more questions. But um, So I will work with local wholesalers, and we'll basically partner on the deals. And so I, I will typically have a, a wholesaler that I'm working with, and we just have an agreement. It's nothing fancy. It's just uh, we have it in writing, um, and it just says that I'm going to send out the marketing. I'm going to pre-screen all the leads, and I'm going to do all the follow-up and make offers to all of the cold leads. And uh, you, the wholesaler, have to take the leads, the, the motivated leads, the prospect leads, and go meet them, get it under contract, and flip it, either buy it, 
um, or flip it to flip the assign assign the contract to one of your investors. And then we'll split the 50 profits 50-50. Now some of my wholesalers we actually even split the marketing costs for the deal 50-50 out of the profits of the deal. And so that's that's it. It's really really simple. Now what's key to this is that we use Podio as our CRM as our database and everything is tracked and kept inside of Podio. So there's full accountability. The lead first comes into Podio, the VA works on the lead in Podio, and then the local wholesaler gets notification of that lead in Podio. So the you know, the A to B contract gets tracked in Podio. If we sell the contract, um, that gets tracked in Podio. If we buy the house, that gets tracked in Podio. And so that's where it's just it's all kept in there, so there's there's full accountability to everything. Mm-hmm. And my wholesalers love it. They, they're begging me to bring them more leads, to do more marketing. And uh, it's, it's, it's really a win-win. When we're, whenever we're doing it in different markets, me personally, I normally pick the wholesaler first and then want to go into the market. Because I, you know, I know a lot of people and I know a lot of wholesalers all, all across the country because of my podcast and stuff. But, so a lot of times I'll pick the, pod, the, the wholesaler first but if I was living in L.A., for example, and, uh, you know, it's just too expensive there, I didn't want to do deals there, um, I would go and probably look at another market, maybe Kansas City, and say, hey, maybe there's some wholesalers there. I'd start, you know, calling around. I'd start interviewing some wholesalers and stuff. And it's not – it's really, really simple. But the cool thing about this, Vina, is you can do it in your own backyard, too. It's not like, you know, if, if you live in Cincinnati or – you don't have to, I mean, you you can use this, these kinds of systems and things that we're talking about in your own local market. It doesn't have to be um, in another market. These principles apply to wherever you're doing deals in. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? And you can still partner with local wholesalers, which is what I do in St. Louis here. I have local wholesalers that I partner with and send these leads to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, there's there's a human element here still. I mean, there, that's that's yeah. that's the oh yeah the um where quote virtual wholesaling falls apart for me is mm-hmm. at the part at which I am contacting serious buyers and saying no, I've never seen the property, nor do I have any photos of it, nor has any human being that I know been inside the property. But yes, it's a good deal at this price. Now, why don't you go to go go to the property yourself and confirm that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. A lot, you know, a lot of people think that that's what you do, but you, you, listen, you're going to do more deals when you're at the kitchen table with the seller, building rapport and negotiating a deal contract. You know, it's just like answering the phones live. You're going to do more deals when you can meet the seller at the house. It's just fact of life. But the thing is, I don't want to do that. So I could either hire an acquisitions manager and train them to do that. Or I could just partner with somebody who's already doing it, who's already good at it. Now, the cool thing about this that I like, Vina, is that I am splitting the pie, right? But I can argue it's a bigger pie because the wholesaler is better at negotiating in sales than I am. So he's going to get it or she is going to get it at a lower price. And that wholesaler probably has better buyers. You know, they can sell the property for more than I can. And so we're splitting the profits, but it's a bigger profit than I could do if I was doing it on my own or trying to do it over the phone. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, 
clearly if there are if there are five people doing all the work that you would normally be doing all your by yourself yeah there are fi- there's five times as much that can be done if not more because if oh <laughs> yeah yeah that's a great point because now you you're splitting the profits but they're a little bigger profits than you would on your own and you're doing more of them and you're selling them faster so for me it's a win-win all the way around and um you know, this works for the same thing if you're doing lease options, if you're doing wholesaling. No matter what kind of deals that you're doing or if you're buying and holding them and, and wanting to fix and flip, um, that's it's the same stuff. It's just going back to the basics and the fundamentals of this business, mm-hmm. um, which is what uh, which, which I really love that. Mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. it a lot. And I, one other thing I, I just want to point out to folks, we're, we're running out of time here, but um, it does require that you understand the business itself. This isn't, Mm -hmm. this isn't something we're going to say, okay, I don't know how to, I don't know how to know what a house is worth. I don't know how to know what it's going to cost to fix a house. I don't know what a good price for uh, an investor would be. I don't know anything about this business. I'm just going to hire other people to do it. There's still that, that basic level of knowledge where you say, I know what business I'm running (laughs) before -hmm. before you can start this process. Yeah, that's really good. You got to understand what is a good deal and what's not. The one benefit to the way I do it, however, is the wholesaler will tell me. So when I'm all I'm doing is just pre-screening the leads. If if the lead comes in, I just want to know does the seller have a house that they want to sell soon or not. And if it's a house that the seller wants to sell soon, then I'm going to send that to my local wholesaler. And um, my local wholesaler will say, you know, he may respond, he may go ahead and, you know, meet the seller, or he may respond back and put into Podio, um, seller not motivated yet, go ahead and send them an offer in the mail for $74,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we'll go ahead and send the offer in the mail, and we'll just follow up every month with them. So Very good. The, yeah, yeah, it's, that stuff is important, but I'm really leaning and relying on the local wholesaler who understands the local market better than I do. And, can estimate repairs because they've been doing it for so long. And, they can estimate repairs really quickly. And Joe, yeah. we're going to have to leave the rest of this discussion to November 4th, 5th, and 6th when you're here oh. in Cincinnati because we are out here out of time. But we do appreciate yeah. you being with us. Look forward to seeing you at the OREA National uh, New Strategy Summit coming up here in Cincinnati, November 4th, 5th, and 6th. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. <laughs>